I'm Gareth Owen, and this is Dragonheart. Hello, I'm Mark Griffiths, and I'm stealing Bill's thunder today. He's the host of Dragonheart, but I'm putting a little wrap around because this is a strange Dragonheart of two halves. In a moment, I'll hand over to and we will talk with Neil about uh, Sutton United game and our recent fall. But after that, a special treat for you. E about, what, 15, 20 years perhaps ago? I thought, wouldn't it be great if someone wrote a, a history of the club? And the problem is, I had so much fun doing the interviews and I'll get anywhere near starting to write anything. Now, those interviews have awful audio quality and I've never published any of them. But I've been getting better at wrangling audio as the years have gone on. And I made a bit of a breakthrough this week. So afterwards, uh, there'll be an interview with one of the true legends of Wrexham Football Club. A man who is in the top five most appearances for Wrexham playing in the 50s and 60s. Ali McGowan, a tough as old boots, full back in the old-fashioned style. Ali, sadly, is no longer with us. A lovely, lovely man who not only played for us for years, but then served the club for years as a groundsman, coach, and, as he says, in the, when you listen to him, <laughs> telling the tales about looking after young players like Joey Jones and Ricky Thomas as they were coming through. They kept him his hands pretty full. So... That's to look forward to, but firstly, have a listen to us nattering about Wrexham winning at last. I'm Luke Young, and this is Dragonheart. Hello, and uh, welcome to Dragonheart. It's It's been a while, lads. We've got uh, today with us, I'm your host, Bill Long. We've got Mark Griffiths and Neil Williams. Uh, how are we feeling after that performance against Sutton? Yeah, because we're recording this right after that. Um, relieved <laughs> might be the word. I've got to be on. I had a moment of sheer terror because you know that shot they had right at the start of the second half when a concourse saved it and it went miles in the air and then landed yeah. down in the goal mouth. Well, at that precise, I was I, I had my laptop plugged into the TV and at that precise moment, I, honestly, you couldn't have timed it better. Laszlo decided to jump on the laptop and he paused it. <laughs> As, as the ball was hitting the ground <laughs> in the goal mouth. And I was like, ah, ah, and I was panicking, like, would to move him off? Don't want to scare him. But I do want to see what happens. You know? And I was terrified, pressing <laughs> the space bar again to see what whether it was going to go in. Oh, man, so that was a real, that was a real frightening moment. You know, that when you get those moments where the ball bobbles towards the goal and you don't know if it's on target or not. Well, it was that times 20. It was terrifying. Thankfully, we survived. Yeah, I think it's a big relief, isn't it? After, you know, it wasn't going to be an easy game. Second bottom, you know, second bottom of the table. Uh, but had decent form recently as well. And our away form has been very poor, as we know, and uh, struggling to score goals. But, yeah, massive relief. Great win. You know, a thousand Reds fans down in London on a Tuesday night is fantastic. So, yeah, really happy after, you know, Saturday's defeat at home to, to Bradford. I think that the, you, you, you're spot on and the general sentiment will be what, why is everyone so pleased with a win against Sutton? But I, I think it kind of like, it, it's it's just a good turning point in the season now, isn't it? Get that kind of ugly win under your belt. Uh, go to, to play Notts County. Um, 
at the weekend and and they're not in the greatest of forms either so it, it could it could start a a decent runoff for us couldn't it neil yeah well north county had a good win at newport tonight so uh oh did they a... i didn't yeah, I, yeah. do you know what we, we, we're recording that soon after uh the the final whistle i haven't actually had a chance to check all the scores yet i've got in the background in, in the in the front room i've got um sky sports news on so i might see if i start looking shocked at different results that'll be why um <laughs> well, yeah so it's not gonna be an easy game on saturday but uh yeah uh, you know we've got a win under a belt which was important tonight you know strange starting lineup i was quite surprised at the starting lineup but uh it seemed to work and then to be able to bring on you know those three players to bolster bolster the team in the last 15 minutes or so was was massive for Wrexham. Um, and what was Sutton thinking? You know, they take off our two strikers and bring on Mullin and Palmer, hmm. mm. and, and they did yeah. give a little bit of pep up front, didn't they? As well, they did well. They fucked a pair of them. Mullin was unlucky with that one; they hit the bar. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. That's why they. What's going? No, go on. I, I'm going I'm to make your day now, Bill, because there were some good results for us, um, such okay. as Accrington to AFC Wimbledon nil. Barrow 1, Forest Green Rovers 2. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's quite a shocker. Uh, Bra- Wait for Milton the Mansfield Green- results. Sorry? Oh. Wait for the Mansfield no, result. I, no, oh, I, yeah. I, know, I know the Mansfield result because okay. they did mention it in commentary, but it was the only one that uh, it's the only one I've caught. <laughs> and the Milton Green- well, Milton Green's lost 4-0. Oh, that's good. Bradford is scarily looking close to the playoffs. Um... And then it was, yeah, Mansfield 9, Harrogate 2. But then Harrogate were in the playoffs, so that's not even so bad. Wow. County won 3-1. And then the Stockport lost 3-1 at home to Crewe. So, okay, Crewe get a good result, but, you know, Stockport, the gap between us and the top is is narrowed. <laughs> oh, it's mad, isn't it? All, all really positive then, and I think it's one thing that's been a learning curve for all of us, really, since we've come up to this division is, is quite how... Um, how how much we're not going to get in our own way again, even against decent, well, not decent teams, the non-decent teams. I mean to say, you know, because a team like Sutton, they could they could get relegated this season, and with that exact squad, would finish mid-table in the national league, wouldn't they? I think as fair to say. So yeah. you know, those teams that gave us a, a bit of a fright last year, every so often, they're the worst teams in this league, aren't they, Mark? Yeah. And and that was that's been exactly my concern with this bad run of form lately. <clears throat> I don't I didn't feel I mean Bradford was something different. I thought we played pretty well, but we didn't take the chances. And I think there was maybe a little lack of confidence after those defeats away from home, which I think carried on to today as well, to be honest. But you know, to be fair, I thought we played well at Brad, against Bradford, but the real problem was those away games against teams that get in our faces, I felt. Um I expected Sutton to. They didn't that as much as I expected to in a way, but we still, I mean, let's be honest, that was not a pretty win. It was not a, a devastating, glorious performance, but who cares? We got three points when we were in a mm. really low moment. We can kick on from that now. And, you know, it, it, it's and never mind the quality, feel the points, I think is exactly exactly the, the key thing to take from this. As Neil said, it's interesting because there were some interesting changes and, well, Parkinson's going to have to make some decisions now about whether to stick with that team or mm. bring back players that he's a, appears to have rested. I mean, Are they rested or were they injured? I mean, Evans went off didn't he, with a knock, I think. Yeah. Uh, I thought Luke Young made a you know great impact when he came on today, and that's going to be a big call for him. Yeah, he did. 
Bevins is is not fit for Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who do you start with? In, well, in the front line, actually, we, we've 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 also got to mention. I think I think you're right. Who do we start with? But I think we've also got to mention that man, Will Boyle. <laughs> yeah. Who? Uh, uh, let's let's be completely fair to him. You know. Uh, came into some fairly placed criticism after he got sent off against Newport County. Hasn't had the easiest of starts to his Wrexham career, but a bit like Andy Cannon earlier in the season, comes back into the side after being sent off and makes a real difference, doesn't he? Yeah, massively. And, you know, at the very start, I wasn't too sure. There were miscued clearances and, you know, I... I sort of felt that was par for the course for him. Really, he's not had a very happy season. Never mind just that red card. But then, he, okay, he scores the goal. Second half, he was terrific. Um, I, I did wonder when I saw the team. I assumed we weren't going to do this, but I did wonder: is he going to put him in the middle of the three to replace Toza? Because mm. I, I wonder. I feel he gets dragged out of position a bit easily. He'll step up, and he's not quick enough on the turn to get back. And and teams of pulled us around earlier in the season in that way. But if he's in the middle of the three, he doesn't really have to do that. He just has to do the defensive things, get your head to it, get your foot to it. And in the second half, when something were really pouring on the pressure, I thought he and O'Connell and Cluworth defended our penalty area absolutely yeah. superbly. Really Indeed. impressive. Yeah. I think that goal was a great boost for him as well. Mm. You know, a confidence boost, as you say. You know, I think he needed that. As you say, Mark, he's he's had a you know a tricky first six months at Wrexham. He hasn't been broken into the first team much. And as I said, when he did, he, he got that red card and sent off. And uh, I think that that goal today for Torch tonight for him will do the world of good. And you could see confidence oozing out of him after that, with his you know his passes, his headers, and as you say, you know the back three were phenomenal tonight. They they, they blocked everything. They put the bodies in the way. As you say it wasn't a pretty win, but do we really care? Against, no. We knew it was going to no. be a scrappy affair against no. Sutton. <laughs> you know, the most important thing is the three points. And you know, back on the score sheet, it's going two goals, from yeah. not from set pieces either. And good to see Elliot Lee score again, wasn't it? He, I mean, again, he wasn't as creative as he has been. Um, but he popped up and nailed it when he counted, didn't he? Yeah, for the second goal, he, you know, he was in the right place at the right time. But great work again by the, you know, the strikers that's come on to... As as a subs and uh, as I say, Elliot Lee was in there and he, he struck the ball well and that's what we lacked on Saturday. As you said, we, we played quite well on Saturday. We just lacked that killer instinct on Saturday against Bradford and I can believe it was at the first game or fifty in fifty odd that we haven't scored at home in. So, yeah. which is phenomenal, really. Well, so, it, here's one for you. We've only lost two league games at home this season, and Graham Alexander was manager for both of those games. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's not often in a year that you'll come across the, the same manager twice at home, is it? It does happen, but it's not often in a year. And sometimes maybe it's fair to say that a manager just has another manager's number. And it could be that that was just the, that's been the case at the weekend. We, we were unfortunate with the way the results sort of panned out. And we've now <laughs> gone from an okay-ish performance to another okay-ish performance. Where we've got the three points this time and it's... It's something to build on, maybe, Mark, isn't it? Oh, yes. I don't think he's got Parkinson's number, by the way, personally, um, because that Milton Keynes game was no. a, wasn't it? And then <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the game true. on Saturday, we should have won it. So I think he was more a bit lucky. Um, I was challenged 
to try and find an example of a manager winning twice at the race course against us. Uh, there are some Wrexham managers, of course, who haven't managed two wins in a season. No, I'm not going not gonna to go down that road, <laughs> Gary Mills. Um, but I, I, the only one I could think of but was um, in the 1986-7 season, and here's a grim chapter in our history. Uh, we drew Chester at home in the FA Cup, and they beat us. And uh, we drew them at home as well in the LDV vans. And they beat us. Um, and Harry McNally Oof. was manager for both of those games. Uh, the, 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 the FA Cup one was the famous one where their physio got arrested for throwing a bucket of water into the terrace behind, behind the dugout. Uh, <laughs> happy days. Derby days, eh? But yeah, so that's one example I could think of. But <laughs> two league wins, wow. Well, I haven't found it yet. Yeah, with two, with two different teams as well. I'm sure that'd be very difficult to find. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? So, well, do you stick with that side? I know we sort of danced around it slightly about decisions Parkinson's got to make, but do we stick with that side now? Do you stick with a winning side? Or, you know, if Aaron Hayden was rested and Tozer was rested rather than dropped, do they come back in? Some tough decisions to make there, Mark, isn't there? I think Toza comes back in. Um, and then I think I think Barnett's unlucky to lose his place, but I suspect Bolton will stay in there. I think Marriott Mullen is... I, I think you've got to look at Mullins, um, you know, just whether he got a bit of confidence out of that nice little cameo today. But having said that, mm. you know, if you're a professional, you know, Marriott's turning around and saying, what did I do wrong there? Yeah. That's it's an interesting one. I think Tozer will come back in for Boyle, I suspect. But, yeah, that's an interesting one. And, of course, the other thing, as Neil said, how is George Evans? Hopefully he just felt a, a, a bit of a tug and, des and decided, right, I'm, I'm coming off, hopefully, before it became something serious. But I didn't like the way he was he was grabbing hold of the back yeah. of his leg, wasn't he? I didn't like the look at that. Let's hope it's nothing, nothing it, too it bad. No, it felt to me like, I don't know, maybe you're just reading too much into it, but the way he, he sort of put his arm up after he went down, it was almost as if it had been there'd been some sort of discussion about uh, you know whichever muscle or, or joint or something that was bothering him. So maybe, you know, he's gone in, gone in at half-time, felt it feel a bit stiff, and they said, all right, we'll take you off if, if you feel it again, and that's what's happened, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, anyway, hopefully that's the case. But, you know, you, you alluded to it, Neil, but I thought uh, Luke Luke Young looked fantastic as a replacement, and we we it's easy to forget how much depth we've got in midfield, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's so easy. Yeah, he made a you know great great return to the first team, and I mean for me, Luke Young is one of the best hitters from a dead ball situation. You know, it, his corners mm. that he that he played last season were just pinpoint for Hayden or whoever. You know. And I think we've lacked that from our corners and our set pieces of the, you know, we were so sloppy on Saturday with some of the balls winning the box here from corners or whatever, uh, too close to the keeper or, or whatever. And I think Luke Young is a, is a master of a dead ball situation and getting in the right place. And I, th I think we've missed that. Um, and do we, do we start on Saturday with the, the 11 we finished up with tonight or do we start with the 11 that started tonight and then mix it up again? Uh, it's, it's a huge decision to make, but 
you know, you can't see Parky maybe leaving out Mullin against Notts County. That's or true. Palmer. I don't I don't know. That's true, that isn't it? You know, big game players who relish that sort of fixture and also the fact that we've got, you know, we've had the the better of things against Notts County in recent meetings and those players are such a big part of that. Might be that there's a psychological war to be had with picking Mullin up front just to make them worry about him. That's a a really Mm. good point, that, yeah. And you've got to remember we've got another game midweek next week as well, and we're NK Don, so... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, do do you then almost go to... uh... The, the next two or three weeks, much like last um, February, actually, are just, are just managed rather than saying, well, we need to stick with this side for 90 minutes every every week because they're winning. I think even if we if we win, Parkinson's got to be brave as need to rotate the fitness rather than actually just just stick with the side purely on the, on the points mark. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's good to see Young and Palmer back and involved and having an impact off the bench. And it's not just next week, is it? There's going to be a, a, a well, Saturday, Tuesday. So, mm. yeah, maybe this is a point where he can rotate that squad a little bit. James Jones wasn't on the bench. Does that mean he'll get a start on Saturday? It was a heavy pitch as well today, so there'll be a few players needed to recover. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. It's it's unpredictable, but maybe that's not the worst thing. And, and it was quite a settled team that had those run of losses, so maybe just freshen it up and giving people an opportunity might help in that sense of like banishing that lack of confidence and bad feeling about the losses. We got the win. And now maybe we have players who didn't suffer in the team so much who can come in and freshen up a bit. Yeah, I think as you said, yeah. you know, we missed up a lot last season, didn't we? We when we had games week you know, midweek and on Saturday. So uh, that's happening again. We're I say we're away at MK Dons on Tuesday, then we're Another long trip next Saturday away at Gillingham. Mm, yeah. So they've got some miles to do on the road, you know. So uh, I, I think you may mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I might get a game. A last. <laughs> I'm sure Arthur won't mind. Just step to one side. And Howard and. Michael... Oh, okay. Maybe I won't get a game. <laughs> How do you. What do we sort of attribute this? this run a form to them because I think every game seems to have been a different problem doesn't it I, I can't quite put my finger usually when you have to see these runs of forms you, you say well yeah it's clearly that but I just feel like every game's given us different problems doesn't it Mark yes and no I think I think my thinking on this is firstly take the Blackburn game out of the equation because you know that was a way to a championship side and they punished our mistakes um and we actually, I thought, were very good until the third, their third goal went in. I was delighted for us to go to Ewood Park and take the game to them like that, take the lead and cause them further problems. If McLean had scored that chance some close in that the keeper made a really good double save from, that would have been a very different game. So I, th- I feel like, take that yeah, out of the equation. True. And then the three league defeats are all very disappointing. But I felt like the, the first two, the, the league matches... I just felt, and I was quite gratified after the Salford game when I heard Parkson say the same thing. So I thought, good, because I, I saw it the same way as him, that we just needed to have more faith in ourselves. We've got really quality players, you know. They should trust each other, move it around, you know, on their own half. These teams were getting in our faces and hassling us, and we were panicking and knocking it long and hopeful. Um, 
I usually get annoyed when people talk about us just knocking it long, so I feel that we're not, but we were in those games. Um, and I just felt like we needed to calm down, remember that we're really good, we've got good technical players, and be confident enough to resist the press. And when you do that, you pass through the press and you open them up and you score goals. And I felt we we didn't we just didn't have the confidence in ourselves to do that. And then that lack of confidence, I thought, sort of bled into the Bradford game a bit. And that was a very different game. And it was heartening to see us play much better. But we weren't quite what we usually are at home, were we? And I think that was a, maybe a, a slight lack of confidence, that that sense of when we play at home, we'll always get a goal. When we go play at home, no matter what, we'll finish strongly, we'll, we'll get something. wasn't quite there. So I think it was, a firstly, a, a failure to back ourselves against aggressive physical teams. I didn't think the refs helped us much in those matches either. And then... The Bradford game, you know, our confidence a little dented for once, and it's just sort of carried on into that. I've got to say as well, their goal well, it... was a foul. Uh, Elliot Lee was fouled twice in the build-up to the goal. I, I'm, and, you know. I hate being the, I hate being the sour grapes guy, Mark. When we lose, because when you lose, you lose. But that was that should have been a drop ball to us as well. They shouldn't have even had possession of the ball to start the move totally off. Agree. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, Lee, okay, maybe Lee's overplaying it and he should have just got rid, although it's ironic when I just been saying we should trust our talent. But the guy's all over him about 25 yards out and he pushes him pretty blatantly. The ref doesn't give the foul and Lee carries on and he grabs Lee by the shoulders and pulls him to the ground. I mean, it's a foul. I'd like the one today was a penalty. Uh, you know, so yeah. swings and roundabouts, I admit, but... yeah. That, that goal shouldn't have been allowed for me. But like I said, McLean yeah. got a touch lucky, shall we say, at something. Well, <laughs> yeah, going on those two incidents then, just to sort of uh, cap off a bit of talk about referees, it kind of went our way today, didn't it? Hmm. Um, Neil, the two penalty shouts that Mark's talking about there, both pens, one of the penalty. Yeah. I, I didn't see them, guys. I was in and out with the, watching the television. So yeah. I missed them, sorry. Well, the, the, the McLean one, to me, is a clear penalty in red cards. I, I, while I accept he is trying to get the, his arm out of the way, isn't he? his arm's out and he pulls it back behind his body. But in doing so, he makes contact with it. It's a goal if he didn't do that. To me, that's a clear penalty in red cards, mm. I'm afraid. And I... And I I don't really see much argument against him. His arm wasn't tucked right in. It was it was a, it was like a sort of you know, not quite 45 degree angle, but you know, getting towards it. And it was a goal if if uh, this is arm it. I thought that was a no-brainer, I've got to be honest. Well, I'm not sure which other penalty are we talking about? I don't remember another one under something. Yeah? There was was it was it Will Boyle went clattering into someone at one point and oh, they, right. they had a bit of a shout for Oh, that was that uh, I don't know. I'm not. I've seen no. them given mark at our level. You know, I'm not. All right. All right. Okay. I'll I'll step back from that. I've definitely seen. I mean, remember Wimbledon when Owen O'Connell was penalised for, you know, the, the the tiniest of touches. The two Bradford penalties this season. You're exactly right. But I mean, no referee worth his salt is doing anything but what that ref is saying. Just get up. I mean, I couldn't see what he was asking for. I thought it was yeah. a foul on Boyle. He grabbed him and pulled him to the floor. And the way he was jumping and appealing, I thought Boyle maybe had fallen on the ball with his hands. But when he looked at the replays, he hadn't. So I, I genuinely... No. No way. 
Well, uh, you'd be really feeling they, they, they made a bit, they made a big song and a dance about it. Is 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 more the point I'm making. I don't I don't think I, yeah. I almost lean towards thinking neither were penalties. Uh, mm -hmm. Just because I, I maybe I need to see the McLean one again a bit a bit like Neil. I had I had uh, my little lad sort of on and off, so the weird patches I didn't see properly. But with the McLean one, I didn't see the replay. But from from live, it looked like he just sort of his arm was just there. Do you know what I mean? And if it's a natural position, who knows? It's it's the problem with this the rule. Almost feel like in. No, go on. Sorry. No, go on. <laughs> I think that the problem with the rule, to my eyes, is the rule talks about natural position, but what they mean is: are your arms up against your sides, or tucked into your body, or are they away from them? Whereas the pundits, and I think understandably say, well, a natural position is for your arms to be in the air when you're jumping, which is true. So at that natural position, I think it's the wrong phrase. Mm. What they what they talk in the rules about, what, what shape is your silhouette? Are your arms tucked into your body or are your arms out? That's what they mean by natural position. Which obviously isn't accurate because when you when you're running, your arms are, are not tucked into your body. Imagine that if football was played by players who only had to tuck <laughs> their arms into their body. <laughs> Penguin ball, be brilliant. There's a title for the show. Penguin ball. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, that's I think part of the the misunderstanding of it that they've used the wrong phrase. But yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, is McLean deliberately um, trying to handle that ball? No, he definitely isn't. Because why would you handle that ball? Um, it's going to be a red card and a penalty. But did he handle it and stop it going in the net? Yeah. To me, you know, is his arm totally tucked in? No. Well, he felt like a well, penalty if, to me. But did the ref see it? You know, if nothing else, yeah, then Mark, we've absolutely right. <laughs> well, we've we've benefited from the from the curse of dodgy refs at this level, haven't we? Today, which makes a nice change for once. Yeah, um, <laughs> any sort of final any final thoughts on the the Sutton game, lads, or just the 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 form in general? I'm just grateful that we've got a win under our belt again. You know, it's been a few, well, a couple of two or three seasons since we last lost five on the on the spin, so. Important today to to get to get three points and to to get on the, the score sheet again, really, um, because it's another thing is, is you know the last two three games we've struggled to score goals. Um, so yeah, happy with that result two one. Yeah, me too. The results everything in this game because we just need the win to get us feeling confident and back on track again. Every team that wins a title will have a rough patch. We've just had a rough patch. It's how you react to it that matters. And I mean, to me, like I say, never mind anything else. Just look at the result. We're fourth now. We've got a game in hand on Mansfield. If we win that, we're three, we're only two points behind them. We've got a game in hand on Stockport. If we win that, we're only three points behind them. We've got two games in hand on Crew, and they're only two points ahead of us. And fifth is Barrow with two points ahead of them, and they've played two games more. And everybody else has played more games beneath us until you get down to Morecambe in eleventh. So, you know, I don't care how it came about. That that's a decent looking league table, that to me. So I'm happy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, after this, speaking of decent looking league tables, we're going to speak about the uh, second phase of the women's league. I'm Steve Dale, and this is Dragonheart. 
So uh, the the second phase of the the Adrian Premier League starting. Mark, you're going to have to forgive me. I've got baby brain. Is it has it started this week or was this week no. just gone the last the last fixture? This week was the last game of the first phase. Um, that was it. Yeah, isn't someone missing? Where, where's Neil gone, Bill? <laughs> I heard something about a piglet in need, <laughs> in danger. Piglet. <laughs> isn't that fantastic? <laughs> and uh, and then he couldn't get off the meeting, and. I said, don't worry, I can remove you from it. And I, I did. <laughs> and then I got all this stuff about what did he do? <laughs> to, what, why are you reporting him? And I said, no, I don't want to get him kicked off Zoom. <laughs> off, no! to, off to feed a pig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'll But when he said that, Mark, I, I must admit, I've, <laughs> I thought he was joking. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, we've got to go feed it before bedtime. It's like, oh, gosh, that's it. The, the stories about Neil are true, aren't they? Bless him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a runt, isn't it, apparently? Who's still with its mum, but he feeds it goat's milk twice a day. And I'll tell you what, I wish Neil would come here and feed me goat's milk twice a day. What a life that would be. <laughs> as I'm fanned by palm leaves from my slaves. <laughs> oh, be beautiful. <laughs> but Disney, oh, Disney when he's coming in all right for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything's <laughs> coming up, Griffle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the Sunday team um, yeah. <laughs> uh, finished third in the first Jeez. phase. Could have finished second as well. Although, as it turned out, you know, it, it sort of felt like if we beat Pontypri, not Pontypri, sorry, um, Cardiff Met, that we finished seconds because Swansea are bound to lose at Cardiff. Swansea won at Cardiff. And so, a little yeah. aside, we suddenly seem like we might actually have a title race after Cardiff appearing to be absolutely walking it. Um, we didn't mm. manage to win, uh, unfortunately, because the points carry over to the next phase. But what a fantastic achievement to finish third. You know, I think if we just steered clear of relegation, we'd have been fairly satisfied. And, you know, the, the hope was to be top four. But to clinch that top four place with like four games to spare and to be so close to Swansea, uh, brilliant, brilliant achievements. And it's quite exciting. I mean, we've essentially got a shot to nothing now in the second phase because six more games against the other teams in the top four. Aberystwyth are going to have to absolutely do something beyond belief to catch us. Because basically, if they lose both their games to Cardiff, they can't. They can only finish level with us where we are now. So, surely we're third right, okay. at least, and it's just a brilliant shot to nothing. There, so if we finish third at the end of the season, that is outstanding. And you know, mm. we we well, we're, we're fairly close to Swansea, although that win at Cardiff sort of mixed everything up in the top three a little bit. Still think Cardiff are too far ahead of us, but it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be intense, but really good fun. Do you think, um, without wanting to sound negative, it's uh, you're watching the games every week, so you know a lot more about me that we've we've done really well against the, the bottom half of the table, but have struggled a little bit against Cardiff and Swansea. Does, is that going to be a, a challenge that's difficult for us to overcome? Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't shy away from that. Cardiff are very, very good, and Swansea. You can see both of those mm. clubs have had the benefit of being tied to a professional club for years. You can really see that. Having said that, mm. um, I mean, you look at the times we've played them. 
we draw with Swansea first game of the season and they get an equaliser in the 94th minute when they've got 10 players. We should have won which, that. And I think it's reasonable Which was the sickener, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a sickener. Yeah. But I, I think if we, if we were in that position now, we win it because our fitness is has massively improved. Massively. Um, and our defence has been really solid all season. Then we lost 3-0 at home to Cardiff. That does look bad, but the truth of the matter is, after an hour, it was 1-0 to them, and we'd had at least as much of the game as they had. We'd had a lot of good chances on the break, and we are causing them real problems. But then, last half hour, our fitness kicked in, and we struggled. The two away games, we've been second best by margin. I accept that. But the fact is, the actual losing margin hasn't been extreme. Both of them are, you know, proper football scores, if you will. And they've been quite preventable goals as well. So, <laughs> you know, to be honest, you know, we, we're already, I think, in a position where we could scrap it out with them and, and dig in and get draws or maybe at home hit them on the break. Um, I, I don't think we are miles behind. It's a bit like Wrexham men's team in away games. Not quite doing ourselves justice in some of those games against Cardiff and Swansea. But I feel it will come. Um, and I'll be interested to see how the three players we brought in last week bed in because are we bringing in them to mm. strengthen our squad? Because the squad's not massive. Or are we bringing them in because, you know, a, a couple of judicious signings could really boost a side which is going well anyway. Uh, Brooke Cairns made a debut on Sunday as a sub and showed some real composure on the ball. Uh, didn't didn't I th you know I think some of the physical stuff uh, she found more difficult, but she hasn't played for a bit. But some of her quality on the ball was really nice, and you sort of think, okay, right. So we can see something that might build up in the coming weeks there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. It's a, it's a fantastic shot to nothing, and then we can reassess it in the in the summer and see what our we can realistically aim for next year. It's exciting. It's really exciting. I, I think yeah, and I think the the big thing that suits us really in this scenario um just talking purely from like having watched football for years not so much what i know about the women's team because I, I wouldn't want to pretend sit here and pretend i'm an expert uh on the side i've seen them a couple of times this season but not not as much as i'd like but um you know being in, in that position where you, you're in a you're in a situation with two other teams who there's a lot of pressure on them to to get results in every single game because they've got each other you know breathing down each other's necks we have the least pressure in this situation, don't we, Mark? And yeah. I think that in in an almost that's what's really interesting about this this phase setup in, in the in the Welsh leagues is that it's it's almost like knockout football in a way, isn't it? Because yeah. we don't we don't need to win these games. We're secure now, but they do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We and genuinely have no pressure on us whatsoever. Aberystwyth are difficult, and we're gonna. We did the double over them, but they they made us fight for those wins. We're gonna have to really repeat that, I think, you know. And then I hope that mm. Aberystwyth can be difficult against those other teams. Until last Sunday, they were the only team we'd taken any points off Cardiff. Admittedly, it was second game of the season, and I rather suspect it was one of those things where you know, if you're gonna play Man City or somebody, it's best to play them early on when they've not quite got into their groove after the close season. You know what I mean? That's sort of yeah. Thing. But having said that, they are no mugs, Aberystwyth. And yeah, if we can be ruthless against them as we were in the league, that could help us out a bit. I mean, they haven't published the league fixtures yet. 
be quite interesting if we play Everestwith first, because that then sets up the possibility of, well, the certainty that at least one of Cardiff or Swansea will drop points. And if we're able to capitalise and win, we suddenly put the cat among the pigeons a little bit. I don't think we realistically yeah. look to get after Cardiff. And I suspect that loss to Swansea will be an aberration, which ultimately I'll be disappointed by, because if Swansea had lost, yeah. like I said, and we'd won, we'd be, be second now, but... You know, it's just exciting. It's an adventure, and it's yeah. it's it's nice. It's nice to be involved, isn't it? With with the lack of pressure of, of this being the first season at the top, mm-hmm. and anything feels like a bonus now, isn't it? Like you sort of said earlier, you know, and um, it's something to build on for the for the future. You, you you sort of mentioned it earlier. What what do you think we do in the summer? You know, like regardless of what happens the next couple of of weeks how how do you approach as you know from an early thoughts point of view how do we approach summer well firstly i think it's you know i think a lot of people think oh we've got so much money behind us we can just blow this league away that's not the case i don't think that money helps enormously you know we can't splash out loads of money on players because it's a semi-pro league you know you can't you you can't suddenly try to buy in Mm. you know sort of players from a higher level because they'll be professional so that limits us, I would argue. But last summer, we brought in, what, four players, all of whom raised a level from in what was already an excellent side. The two centre-backs, Doran and Allen, who were terrific, really quality pair. And Doran, one of the very nasty injuries, sadly, now is out for the season, and that's a me- massive blow. Um, Cara Jones, who came in, and she's just got such energy up front. Um, and, um, well, unfortunately, Hannah Keriakopoulos, who's basically played 20 minutes for us and, and has had to retire, sadly. But, I mean, you know, if we are able to show that now again in the transfer market, you know, I, I just think we've got we got to... It's a good team and it's a good squad, but it's a small squad. Mm. Hi, guys, I'm Dominic Vose and uh, this is Dragonheart. That's our bit done. And after this, we'll hand over to Ali McGowan chatting about his times at the racecourse. I mean, I, I believe this. It was quite odd how you came to Wrexham. Is it Tommy Bannon? Yes, Tommy Bannon brought me down. You know, he, he was down here. And I played with St. Johnson. And I got a free transfer. And uh, Wraith Rovers come after me. And uh, I got a letter from Tommy asking me what I come down here. So, because I'd been at school with him, you know, he was my mate at school and we lived in the same street and we'd been pals for years, you know. So I said, okay. So I come down and uh, I've been here ever since. (laughs) (laughs) And you made an immediate impact as well. You didn't miss many games for years after that, did you? No, I didn't miss a lot. No, I was. was, uh, Quite a regular in the first team, you know, and, and uh, I loved him, you know. And, uh, and when I come down, I went to the pits, you know, and then the, the pits in Bersham, you know, I went to Bersham when I was there for five years in Bersham, you know, and, and playing, you know. Yeah, yeah that's so that's back time, you know, bad time. And we'd come up the pit and play at night, you know, they had games at night, you know, you had to do it because you weren't on much money then, you know. It, Twelve pound a week when you're playing in the first team. Eight pound in the reserves and six pound in the postseason. So 
nearly all the players had to take a job. You know, they, some worked in Brimber Steelworks, some worked in the uh, factories and some the building sites, you know, they went to the building sites, you know, so some driving, you know, so they all wanted to have jobs to make their money up. It must have been you know, hard physically to, to work down the pits and play as well. Well, I was lucky. I wasn't on the face, you know, I was yeah. on the on course, so it wasn't too bad, you know. And, and the, the, the lads uh, didn't give me hard work, you know. <laughs> they looked after me. <laughs> So it was good that way, you know. And I think it, you look at the way referees are now, it was a harder game then, I think, as well, wasn't it? Oh, yes, you couldn't uh, you couldn't uh, hold people off the ball, you know, you couldn't hold them off or they would be obstruction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I say to me, you know, there were none of this old pulling shirts or that, you'd have been, you'd been off. And, <laughs> and you were a strong player, it's not a fullback, did you say? So yeah, I was a fullback, I. Officer, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at some um, small comments, and I think it was one of your managers said he'd, he'd never seen a player clear somebody shot off a line as you. You could read the game really well. <laughs> oh, I cleared a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I scored a few through my own goals. Well, you know. <laughs> and a couple at the right end, wasn't there? I scored two, yeah. yes, I scored two. Two, two headers. Uh-huh. Uh, one against Ackington. And uh, I think it was Oldham was the only one, I can't remember. I think it was Oldham up here in the race course and Accrington Stanley away. So they got us a draw in the both games. Yeah, yeah. So we're quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. and as well, I mean, you you played against the Busby Babes, didn't you? And that's, yes, that's in 1957. Now. So that's been quite an experience, that, hasn't it? Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know, the crowd, you know, was... They were, they were buying tickets in the reserve game, you know, and there was about sixteen or 17,000 at the reserve game. But they were just going in, getting a ticket, yeah, yeah. out, <laughs> back in, yeah. get a ticket. Some must have paid about three or four times just to get tickets, you know. And they had some good players in the yard, you know. It was a shame they they get killed and that, you know. But uh, we weren't bad for the first quarter now, but after that, they... They murdered us, just murdered us. <laughs> I saw a thing the other day about some, I think it was Reading you played in the last round, and you, you knew before the replay you were going to be playing Man United, and so yeah. it was a real, yeah. it was a real cup final, wasn't yeah, it? It was, yeah. Because they put the tickets up for sale. They said after the match, the tickets will be on sale for the for the United match, yeah. you know. They didn't think we would beat them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we beat them... Uh, Two winners, two winners. Yeah, yeah. Ron Hewitt and Johnny Anderson, they scored the goals, you know, but it was a, a great experience, you know. Yeah. Uh, before the match, well, June, before the match, when you're getting ready, Billy Waters, he couldn't tie his laces, you know, he was so nervous, <laughs> Billy, you know, he was a goalkeeper. Yeah. He was so nervous, and uh, well, we were all in the same boat, you know, you know he did go. But uh, it, was a, it was a good experience. Madas was in the crowds. Yeah, he would be, yeah. He was saying that it was like a one-way system for the whole town. They don't let the cars come up one way down there because the crowd was so big. Yeah, there was 35,000, 36,000 or something, you know. And uh, it was was great, you know. My brothers, they come down from Scotland, you know. I I had them from Scotland and 
Yeah, they enjoyed the match, you know, but uh, as I say, we first part in there, we were okay, but not the match. <laughs> <laughs> they were a bit classy, mm-hmm. but, like, and, um, but you had success in your wrestling, you got promotion, didn't you? Oh, two, uh, two or three times, you know, it was from the fourth to the third, yeah. the third to the fourth, and up and down, you know. Yeah. Three three Welsh Cups, won three Welsh Cups, um, and a losers. Yeah. Three, three winners and a losers, I've got. I saw an odd little pattern, because the first two years you won the Welsh Cup, and two years later you won it, but the one in between, Cardiff won 6-0 against the against Wrexham to knock us out. So that's a bit of a strange thing. Yeah, there was nothing yeah. like that. But. Uh, uh, but there was, we weren't in Europe then, you know, you, you, it was a shame that, you know, because we had a nice side, you know, we had a good side. Because we beat Cardiff and we beat Swansea, you know, in the World's Cup. And, and it would have been nice if we'd have got in there, you know, at that time. Any players you, you played with who really stick out in your memory is well, Arvin Griffiths was a yeah. Arvin was a top class player, you know. And then it was Ian Moyers, he was a character, a marvelous winger, you know. Yeah. Uh, Don Weston, he was, like, like, he was like a greyhound, he was Don. Uh, Alan Fox, ten and a half. Kevin Keegan, Kevin Keelan, the goalkeeper, you know, yeah. they, 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 they had some good. Uh, some good players. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to speak to Ian Moyer um, oh, in, from, in a few days. He's living in, in Chester. In Chester, yes. Yeah. I don't know his address. You, oh, I've, I've made oh, you've got it, yeah. have you? Yeah. Oh, aye. But he was a real crowd pleaser, wasn't he? he was, oh, he was, <laughs> he was, he was uh, good on the ball, you know. And there was Clive Colbridge. Clive could always get you a penalty. You know, he always, <laughs> he always fell in the in the box, you know, so and got a penalty for us. <laughs> And you had Tommy Bannon, he was a good he was a good centre forward, you know. Big friend of your dad, your granddad's Tommy's was uh because we were, were members of this club, the old club, you know, and big big pal he is. Oh yeah, there were some tidy tidy players. Ron Hugh, yes, Ron was a Welsh and nice. He didn't get caps when he was with yeah. Rex and we were he had to go to Cardiff. Yeah, no. And he died uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, uh, George Evans, big strong lad, George, big player. He, he'd passed away and all. Johnny Anderson, ball player, you know, good ball player, Johnny, and he passed away, so. And some, you went through a few managers as well, did you? Oh, Peter Jackson was the first, and then uh, Cliff Lloyd came in. Cliff was always the caretaker. He always took over when everybody else went, you know. And then there was Johnny Love, uh, Ken Barnes, Billy Morris. Billy Morris. How did they compare? You know, did they have similar styles in those days, managers, or were they very different characters? No, they were different characters. You know, different. Uh, they didn't say much. You know, you didn't. <laughs> Didn't take any notes. <laughs> you see, once you go on the field, there is something changed. Yeah. You know, you had to play your sort of own game. You know, there were no no tactics then. You just go and you had to play your best and win the game, innit? You know. 
uh, so it's much more rigid than a two tall bikes. Yeah, you yeah you sometimes you weren't allowed to go over the halfway line. You had you got a bit of a rollicking if you if you went over the halfway line because you you should have been back. You're a defender, you know. But I always used to sneak down, down again, you know. You did well to score two goals. Oh, right. <laughs> That's right. I believe that you played as well in, in the 10-1 game against Hartlepool. That a lot yeah. of people told me about as well. Yeah, that was a quiet afternoon. Game then, wasn't it? Uh, there was three, three hat-tricks, I think, wasn't it? Yes, three three yeah. hat-tricks. Uh. They must have got dispirited by the end, wasn't they? <laughs> oh, they were, yeah. You don't like to see any team getting beat no, that no. much, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they would have done the same to us, wouldn't they? Yes. You know, if they could have, if they could have done that. Because yeah. I remember going to was it Northampton? Northampton, I think it was. Ooh, and they beat a seven, mm-hmm. seven 0 or seven one, and they were shooting from fifty yards, and they were gunning like rockets. Yeah. You know, just one of them games, everything went right for them. You know, it's all the same way they shot from it. It hit the back of the net. Seven, seven nothing, I think we beat. <laughs> Oh, that was a that was the worst beating, I think. Yeah, yeah. The team I was in, you know. Yeah. You held your head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking as well as maybe other cup games as well, apart from Man United. And I think you played Leicester when they were the first division team. Yeah, we played them. We played them away. I think. Yeah. There's some good what? players. Uh, There's some good players. I know. You know. And then we played Liverpool. Maybe it was three nothing, I think it was, you know. But they had a good team then as well, you know, they were they were top dogs then as well, you know. But uh, it was some good some good games, you know. It must be exciting, you know, playing with Rex and then getting to go to a stadium like Anfield as well. It's a great occasion for the players and the fans, isn't it? I suppose a uh, bit. I never went there. They played up here. I was, oh, a, I was on the race course. Sorry, I was on the race course. Uh, on the race course. Because yeah. uh, I think that was the time there was a snow. There was a snow there. And we had to clear the snow off the pitch. You know, they, uh, they, made, us clear, they made the players clear the snow off the pitch. And wasn't it? Yeah. Gosh, I not expect that. <laughs> These days, they wouldn't have that. Day. No, they wouldn't. We had to shovel the snow <laughs> and... Because uh, I always remember I was, I got sacked, you know, he sacked me. Because I was talking, <laughs> I think it was Ken, I'm not sure who was in that, Ken Miles, I think. I think he gave me, he said, get out, get out, he said. Because <laughs> I was, I was talking, me and somebody else were having a chat, you know, and we were leaning on the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he flung us out. And... <laughs> um, there's only another uh, memorable cup game when he beat Blackburn with little Mickey Metcalf. Mickey Metcalf, yeah, game. he scored the hat trick, yes. Came out, went in the extra time. And uh, I think it was, was it extra time? I've got a bad name. <laughs> and Mickey scored the hat trick, yeah, and Mickey scored the hat trick. And uh, oh, that was a big night for the Rex on that night, you know. Made everybody happy, you know, and it made. It made the, the the town happy as well, you know. And we had a lot of good good supporters, you know. A lot of good people were nice, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's odd how Wrexham always seem to be a good cup team, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it carried on, didn't it, over the, over the years? Yeah, they always seem to have a good cup run, didn't they? You know, they beat some of the big top teams, don't they? You know? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, your playing was cut short by injuring his Wofford, wasn't it? So, yeah, I broke my leg. Yeah. I had a compound fracture, you know, and it, yeah. I was in master for about 12 months. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it takes you another 12 months to get. Yeah. Fit again, you know, but by that I was too old then, you know. Mary, I broke it when I was 33, so by then I was 35, innit, you know, so my me me playing days was nearly over, innit. So I went to Bethesda, I think I played two games there, Bethesda, and then I got offered uh, a job looking after the floodlight lads, you know, Joey Jones and... Mickey Thomas, Graham Whittle. So I took that. And then I got, they made me groundsman, you know, I did a job as groundsman. But I didn't like that job. No. Didn't know enough about it, you know, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know enough about it. And then I, I packed in and I come over steward to the Catholic yeah. years for a few years. Uh, Joey, was, Joey was telling me a story. Typical Joey. <laughs> He and Mickey Thomas used to race each other up and down the floodlights. Oh, aye, yes, ah, they used to, <laughs> used to climb the floodlights and be sitting up there. You'd, you'd be looking for them, innit? And you'd, you'd see, where have them look gone? You know what they are. And you look up and they'd, they'd, all, they'd all be sitting in different floodlights. And then they raced down, I used to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then John Neal came, you know, John was here. When John Neal was here, they. They had to go to the tech. So there was all the Liverpool lads, uh, Joey, Mickey, Bob Scott. And John had said to me, no, go and see if they go in, see if they go in the, the school because we're having some complaints. So I'd watch and you could see them get in the front door. And the next thing, John would have a phone call to come to see the whoever's the head man in the, in the school. Your players weren't here for the classes. Well, did they come here? Oh, they might have come in the front door, but they've gone out the back door <laughs> and gone home. Because <laughs> I'd see them going in the front door. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd see them going in the front door, but they've gone out the back. Yeah. And if they go away, they go for the day off. And John's... Oh, John had to go and apologise, innit? You know, anyway, we stopped him going, innit? You know, there was a waste of time then going, on. you know, when they were doing that, they only went one week, one day a week, and they were, <laughs> they were running off. <laughs> um, so you, you kept, you know, so watching Rex on a bit, did you after you, you finished playing? Cause you're the, yeah, so as I say, I was groundsman, and then I, I, um, I like it awful sore. Because, you know, and, uh, I went and got it fused, you know, and, and got it fused, and, and I, I was no good after that, you know. I I couldn't couldn't walk very well, you know. So I I packed everything in, and you know, so that was it. But I enjoyed it. It was a you know, it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful game, a wonderful life, you know, and. Uh, I never regret it one minute from doing the next one, you know, it was marvellous, I thought, and uh, 
I met some nice people, you know, some lovely people, and, and uh, I've been here ever since. <laughs> and I'm going home, you know. Uh, so it was great. I'm Aaron Hayden, and this is Dragon Hearts. So a lovely man, Andy McGowan. I'm proud to say he was good friends with my grandfather, and he was a a person who gave, well, essentially committed his life to Wrexham Football Club and to the town of Wrexham as well, where, where he stayed, despite having come down from Scotland, as he heard. A true legend of the club, and we'll have more of those that I've managed to repair uh, coming in the coming weeks. That's all for Dragon Out this week. Have a nice weekend. I'm Tommy Cows, and this is Dragonheart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.